welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater of the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is, you don't even need to make an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Some gay shit happened this week, and none of it involved Kanye or Britney. It's time for another Pop 5 Weekly Wrap-Up. If a headline was made, then it's fair game for shade. Joining me on the panel this week are Mikey and waking up this week is Scout. I made it. I made it. You're doing amazing, sweetie. We're so proud uh, of you. We I'm were so worried. We were worried what? last week. I was dead to the world. I... Yeah, because you had like snapped me and I was like, oh my God, I can't wait. And then nothing dead. we um, thought you were dead on the street you walked to duncan you got mugged or assaulted by like the no, joker no. and you were about to be someone's origin story last friday i did i went out for drag race but um drank more than i usually do um and had also you know maybe done other things as well um, allegedly allegedly for the, that's for the fbi to determine mm-hmm. um but no last saturday i literally woke up was awake for probably probably 20 minutes and that was whenever i snapped you michael and then i rolled over and then i woke up and it was like 2 p.m i was like oh there goes that day but here i am awake alive you're here ready to tackle the world we will be taking five pop culture topics, headlines, stories, and rather than the usual rapid fire, we are going to break them apart and share our thoughts. There are lots of things happening in a given week, so some of your favorite moments might not make it. But if you want us to discuss something, reach out. DM me at Michael Block Talk on Instagram. No promises. Um, we're not going to discuss it further, but there is some gay news of the week. Uh, it's drag news of the week. I will um, bon- Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> also, bonjour, bonjour, bonjour to Nikki Doll, host of Drag uh, Race France. Obsessed. I'm a little upset it's not Dita Ritz, but you know. It's what oh, it Dita Ritz. She walked in the workroom. Bonjour, ladies. Yeah. Listen, here's what I'm going to say Nikki Doll, I adore you. You're amazing. She will be judging a cast that is going to last longer than she did on Drag Race. But I think Nikki, at least Nikki has like f- plenty of laurels outside of Drag Race to rest yeah. on. She's there are plenty of girls that could in... have been picked who, like, their only laurel is I went home early on. <laughs> no, no, no. Nikki is very famous in France, so this makes sense. This is this is this is accurate. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited It'll to see a French drag. I'm very excited for this one. But I feel like this yeah. one's gonna be just wild. I also just want one of the girls at the very end to like not like one of Nikki's critiques and be like, bitch, I've already lasted longer than you have. <laughs> yeah, literally. Literally. Well, I'm, I'm excited for it. Congrats to Nikki. Um, once upon a time, she was supposed to be in the podcast for a recap. We never made it happen. Look, what, look where she is now. Now she's more famous. 
Yeah. So All skipping right. the podcast. No, <laughs> All right. Wait a minute. Um, no, it's never. <laughs> I mean, literally, was it, was, it was literally like we couldn't fit, find the time, and then the summer came, and then she disappeared, and we're like, "Where did she go?" I'm like, "Oh, I know where she went." Fuck. Summer camp. Yeah, summer camp. Camp on All a right. kiki. <laughs> oh, we're not talking about camp on a kiki right now. That's not. That's not the tea yet. Not yet. Not yet. All right. Topic number one. We're inching closer and closer to finding out who will take home Oscar gold. But first, a pit stop with the SAG Awards. Oh. All right. Um, I did not watch, uh, but I found, saw the results. Um, Ariana DeBose picked up her latest uh, hardware on her way to the Oscars. Um, Jessica Chastain won for Best Performance by a Female Actress, setting up the Best Actress Academy Award race to be a complete free-for-all. Um, a bunch of recent winners and favorite pick uh, favorites picked up hardware, including the cast of Ted Lasso, Succession, Lee Jung Jae, and Hung and Jung Ho Yun of Squid Game fame. Will Smith, Gene Smart won. Um, I think the biggest surprise, though, was all the love for Coda, with both the cast and Troy Kotzer picking up wins. I'm telling you, I think Coda is winning Best Picture. That's a stretch. Why? What do you think is going to do it? House of Gucci. <laughs> House of Gucci. I'm so sorry, baby. House of Gucci has not been nominated. Uh, exactly. Dark Horse. Still going to win. It's a write-in vote. Uh-huh. It could win oh, no. Oscar's fan favorite. If you go yeah. and get a bunch of Twitter accounts to vote for it, you can beat Billy Porter's Cinderella. Uh, I honestly, based on how I know that Oscars that. are sometimes, I think it's going to be Power of the Dog, and I'm not going to be happy about it. No, a lot of this is the big thing with the SAG Awards. They can they tend to be very in lockstep with the Academy Awards because it shares the largest pool of Academy Award voters mm -hmm. is from the SAG Awards. So I think we are going to see very happily for me, might I add, Jessica Chastain win for Best Actress. I think that is going to be what ends up happening. I know, Scout, you were rooting for Gaga, but have you seen Eyes of Tammy Faye? What? Yeah, have you seen it? With I'm, Jessica I'm not watching other pictures in protest. Um. This one, this one. Listen, some of them are some of the movies this year. Oh, awful. I just hit my knees so hard on my desk. Ow! That's God punishing you for not watching the movie about his favorite child, Tammy Faye. Oh, oh my God, that hurt. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm not. No matter what happens with the Oscars, I'm not going to be happy this year. Um, I mean, I know I'm not going to be happy because Gaga can't win. But Gaga looks really pretty. But they're pretty still using her. Gaga did look fucking banging. But they're still, the Oscars are still going to use her to get oh, viewers. Yeah. Of course. She is. She's what medley what what is she going to sing? Huh? She's not going to sing. What medley is she going to sing? No, they I should want, make her sing. Like, I, want them music to, I want them to let her present Best Actress. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be funny as hell. That would, would be called, that would be called Camp. She would do it too. Now, speaking of Camp, we got a Romy and Michelle reunion and everyone posted about it. Um, who do we need to see reunite next? Um, RuPaul and Santino Rice. No, 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 no. <laughs> RuPaul and Pia Lucian Piani. Piani, yeah, yeah. No, it is... And no, Ashton Kutcher and Sean William Scott from Dude, Where's My Car? That's the reunion we need. I don't think I've ever seen Dude, Where's My Car? I haven't Dude! either. Dude, sweet. 
You don't you don't remember that scene with the the, the tattoos? Just said I haven't no. seen it. How would I remember the scene? That was a viral thing with the and what? Am I, I'm not on the internet, Michael. Of course not. You're not. <laughs> never, 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 never. Um. Okay. But did we enjoy Romy and Michelle? I didn't want to watch. Didn't Have you watch. seen that movie? I've. Oh my god. We're what children. <laughs> the. Alan Cummings in it, Janine Garofalo. It's a great, great movie. I'm sure it is. Wow, there's your homework for the week. Oops. Absolutely not. Okay, okay. Well, we're getting close um, to the Oscars. Have... Yeah, go ahead. I never write that. No, say it, baby. Say it. I don't remember what I was gonna say. Oh. <laughs> um Aside from the, the, the races that we discussed already, well, who else are we expecting to see get some wins? At the Oscars? Is it going to be Will, Will, Will Smith? Yeah. yeah. Will, Smith, Will Smith and Ariana DeBose, I think, are pretty locked in. They've won everything. Mm-hmm. So I think we can be pretty assured they're probably going to walk away with the tchotchke for Best Actor and Best Supporting Actress. The tchotchke! You just call an Oscar a tchotchke? It's a tchotchke! It goes on a shelf and you never touch it again. It goes on a shelf and you never like touch it again. Like a Fabergé egg. Oh my god. Exactly. I literally have... I, huh. When I lived in LA, I met people and had friends who had Emmys. And I'd be like, wait, that's an Emmy? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. it's an Emmy. And it's um, like, it just sits on the shelf. The only Emmy that I have seen in person, the person used it as a paperweight. Yeah, it's literally a paperweight. It's a tchotchke. It was for their mail. I've held a Tony Award. That was fun. Who's Tony Award? Frank Woods. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the SAG Awards happened. Oscars are coming up. Uh, award season will be over. And then we're back to summer blockbusters, which I think we're all very excited about. I'm ready. Yeah, Let's I'm get ready. into the multiverse. this. So, the Oscar, the Oscar movies have been such a fucking slog this year. I'm so ready for some like fun movies. Give me yeah. a sequel, to House of Gucci. <laughs> yeah, House of Gucci too. Prison. I will say I am What's a the little telephone music video sequel. <laughs> Scout, you'll be quite pleased with what I'm about to say. I do start to think Gaga was snubbed for that category. Thank you. I do. I do think she probably should have had Kristen Stewart's slot. I think my thing about it is just that it's literally like she got every other nomination except for the Oscar. It's yeah. just like what happens. All right. Topic number two. She's not a robot. She's not frozen in ice. The real life Canadian punk princess Avril Lavigne is back with a brand new album. Love sucks. The album virtually transports you to a time known as the early 2000s that exudes fun and joy while giving us some great new breakup tracks. Um, the album features guest spots from the likes of Black Bear, Machine Gun Kelly, and Blink-182's Mark Hoppus. Um, for those who listened, what did you think? I know who definitely did listen, Taylor Swift. Who sent Avril Lavigne flowers for her fabulous album? I liked it. Just I enjoyed it. Flowers. <laughs> it was good. No, I listened. Um, I will say, um, and this has nothing to do with Avril Lavigne, but who the fuck is Machine Gun Kelly? And w- this man can't sing. I don't know where he came from. I don't Machine know how. Machine Gun he, Kelly is making an, love. He is, he's an industry he is making plant, love. I swear to God. 
He is making man love just, to Megan Fox. Exactly. On a this man basis. came out of nowhere. I've literally never heard of the, heard of this man before, like a year and a half ago. And now he's Wait, really? Megan Fox and on a no. He had like a whole for like he's been out for a while. He had like he's gay with Eminem. No, 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 <laughs> not, not, gay, gay. not gay, not gay, not gay. No, no. <laughs> he's been no, out I'm for a big... while. <laughs> we ran we ran into him, my husband and I at an industry party once, and like my like, husband what? was like, Oh my god, that's Troy Savon. Oh my god, Troy Savon's so hot. And then we walked away no. and someone looks at us and goes, you know, that was Machine Gun Kelly, right? And you know what my response would have been? Who? No, Troy Machine Gun Kelly was beefing with Eminem. Yeah, Troy Savon is a little tiny twink. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly is tall. Well, this man he's got lots of sing. tattoos. He's just screeching in, in, on the track that he's on. Well, yeah. he's a rapper. Yeah, he's sure. He, he's, okay. He still can't. Okay, he can't rap there. Um, <laughs> I thought this was good. It really, it really gave you like OG Avril Lavigne music. I love Avril. I just, my problem is that I'm, if I ever have children, I'm going to have to explain to them like that the reason that every album that came out in 2022 was 27 minutes long is because nothing was made for anything but TikTok. <laughs> They're going to be like, um, why is this album shorter than a SpongeBob episode? I'm be like, I don't know. Yes. Let's be fair. It's about 40 minutes. It's a 40-minute album. Maybe the um, deluxe version. The one on Apple Music is 40 minutes, it says. Uh, I, the biggest news to report here is Avril Lavigne is 37, and I'm not quite sure how to take that. Means you old. My thing... Yeah. Uh, my thing about Avril is I feel like when she was big, like, when she was big, when she like first had her first kind of like rise to fame or whatever, I don't just I like distinctly don't necessarily remember her being grouped in with like all of the other pop punk kind of like I don't remember like people associating her with like Green Day and Fall Out Boy and all that stuff. Like she was more closer to like the yeah. pop girls, but she right. wasn't a pop girl. And so it's interesting now this like kind of I don't know if like it's like a retcon of like her past, but everyone's like, oh yeah, Avril Lavigne like pop punk. She's always been pop punk, and I like. I'm like, I don't remember her being, like, recognized as, like, a huge pop-punk act. No, she, I, like, she was a pop-punk princess, and when you're making her a princess, she's going to be a pop, pop yeah. princess. So it was she's going to be more like... of the pop. No, she was definitely one of those artists who um, uh, was able to transcend into the punk and to the pop world. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, to be fair, Green Day was doing the same thing with American Idiot. Well, um, yeah. That, yeah, that but was Green... at the same time. But they were around earlier, <laughs> much earlier. And they've um, always been kind of considered like punk rock, the alt rock, that kind of style. But, they, but they've like always in, been until in they punk. went main, yeah, until they like went mainstream, like really though with Dookie and American Idiot and all that. And then of course the whole like punk community was like, oh, you're not really punk, <laughs> you're sellouts. They're like, fuck you, we're rich. <laughs> um, but yeah, Avril Lavigne's thirty-seven, which means she's always been two years older than me. Which means I have like a terrible life. What have I accomplished? Can yeah, we not play this game? Because this is going to make me feel like shit. No, let's play. I feel young. I am a spring chicken. I have years ahead of me. This is Olivia the... Rodrigo is 17 years old, and she currently is Industry worth $20 plan. million. Dollars. <laughs> Industry yeah. plans. Well, I don't have Disney um, backing me, all right? <laughs> she didn't either at first. Sure now. <laughs> she, she got hired a little girl out of nowhere, and now she's richer than any of us will ever be. That's what a coincidence. I'm a little girl from nowhere. I, I have all the potential. <laughs> now, I do have another question for y'all. 
<laughs> what early 2000s pop, pop punk act do you want to see make a comeback? And why is it Simple Plan? I No. I need... This is, ve- this is a very hilarious question for you to ask specifically today because I spent my entire morning listening to Commit This to Memory by Motion City Soundtrack. Okay, um, but okay. They're, to- they're touring the album and I think I'm probably going to get tickets to go see it because I feel like seeing Motion City Soundtrack perform Let's Get Fucked Listen. Up and Die in 2022 is going to be a real, real cathartic moment <laughs> i would love to see a comeback of simple plan i'd love to see a comeback of some 41 um what great music that was yeah no i've been i've actually been on a huge pop punk kick all week because of afro because of her album i've yep. been listening to a bunch of like my old playlists mikey were you a fan of fat lip oh. <laughs> the, song, the song fat lip by some 41 no, I don't know. Oh my god! I mean, I think it's time to bring back Nickelback. They've they've never left. They've <laughs> I was like, bring back. <laughs> That's a world No, didn't they die now. in like two thousand? No, no. Um, I would. I. I mean, Look they haven't really left. Grab. They haven't really left. Um, but I'd love to see uh, some new Kings of Leon music. Um, I really enjoy One Republic. I don't know if they necessarily. They're would not pop punk. Fuck you. They're alternative. Kings come back. I'm sorry. We the kings. Check it as Juliet. Are you with me? It's falling down on the sidewalk. So if you couldn't tell, uh, Scout was one of those kids in in. She sure was. The thing is, is though I wasn't like it wasn't known though. Like nobody knew that I listened to all this music. I just like listened to it at home, and then I didn't have any friends to share it with. Upstate New York. <laughs> well, if you haven't listened to Love Sucks, I highly recommend it. I think um, it's a good album. And I hope when Grammy season comes along next year that she gets some love because she deserves it. She probably won't. I'm going to be real, but. I know she won't, but she deserves it. All right. She's um, for best pop punk album. You know, the classic <laughs> Grammy category. <laughs> All right, well, topic number three. From out of the closet to docuseries to engaged all in a year, reality gay Colton Underwood announced his engagement to Jordan C. Brown, um, making all of us single people who are not nearly as attractive just ready to quit life. Um, This man. During an Amazon Live session, Underwood, who came out in April on Good Morning America, said that the happy couple is looking forward to and leaning into the non-traditional route of a wedding. There is no date set, but it sounds like it's going to be in a Hollywood minute. For those unfamiliar with Jordan C. Brown, he is a Los Angeles-based political strategist who worked on the former President Obama's 2008 and 2012 campaigns. Um. My favorite thing about it was like there was like an article from some magazine that was like Colton Underwood's tips and tricks for like getting your perfect guy, and it's like the picture yeah. of him and his boyfriend and his boyfriend. And like, yeah, I also know that I can get a rich old white man if I want to. Like, girl, like <laughs> this man yeah. is like literally looks like the guy who sits in the corner of the bar waiting for someone who looks uncomfortable enough to like just walk up to them and talk to <laughs> and be like. I'll give you money if you let me fuck you. <laughs> like, um, yeah, so this is basically like he's like first boyfriend, they're engaged, and I'm like, so is that going to happen when I have my first boyfriend? Is it, it's going to happen within a year? Or do I have to be a reality star first? 
You have to be a reality star first and a Christian. You actually have to be the bachelor first. I think that's. <laughs> He's also like hardcore Christian. So he probably hasn't had relations. Oh, hell no. He has got it up the bum hole. Definitely. Finger on the booty ass bitch. I don't know. Because he's like that hardcore Christian thing. So he's probably like, I'm living in sin already. I need to at least marriage my sin. He's a virgin with less because he sin. only does anal. Thanks, Willow. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, he's pretty, though, at least. Is he? Jordan C. Brown is pretty. Which no, one of them, which, I, which one of those two in a relationship is pretty? Colton Underwood. Uh, hey, you need to go to the you need to go to the eye doctor. I, I actually do. I really but do. I just went. Um, did either of you watch Coming Out Colton on Netflix? No, no. So I subject myself to that. I did. You did. Okay, tell oh. us about it. I okay. So oh. I am on another podcast where we talk about entertainment stuff. I like had to because I was getting paid. Not a homework assignment. It was a homework <laughs> assignment. So. We, my husband and I watched it. It was very much not for gay people. The whole thing. <laughs> it was for straight people that still were conflicted kind of on how they felt about LGBT people, LGBTQ people. And like, it, it was not, it was very problematic. Like no, no, nothing got really answered. Like they kept bringing up what happened with Cassie and it wasn't, un- and like nobody would actually talk about it. And then it wasn't until he met uh, a couple of gay friends that were mutuals of him and the girl Cassie from The Bachelor uh, in like a bar. And he's like, I should let you know up front. And they're like, you know what? You should have. And you're fucked up for what you did to Cassie. You put her through hell and you put us through hell for it. You know, like, we'll be your friend, but you're a fucking asshole and you have a lot of fucking apology. Like the only one who went after him was the gay men. Yeah. Like everyone else was like, you can forgive yourself and you got to do this. And it was very much like, straight people in Gus Kenworthy telling him to like love himself. Yeah, for Gus Kenworthy. Uh, we don't no more no I don't need any more TV shows featuring I don't, straight gay men. Like, I, don't. I don't need it. I don't need so it. You don't want to watch my show? What? No. Listen, once you get the show we'll talk about it. But right What's now, the show about? What is the show yeah, about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah, is it about storyboard up? <laughs> Like, did, did anyone remember um, uh, Lexi's play on Euphoria? That's my show. We already <laughs> talked about this, Michael. You are. I will send a lawsuit if you use any likeness of me. Okay. A cease and desist letter will go out. Team Wild uh, Scouts, like, please write about me. There's a lot to write about. But again, <laughs> you, you got a bunch of cis people. I'm on a that good screen. source material already. You are a good source material. Um. <laughs> Well, finally, to wrap up this um, this section, will I find my twink charming in 2022? Yeah, once if you go on The Bachelor. <laughs> go on Love is Blind. They seem to find love really quickly there. Homosexuals? Me. Oh, I've not seen the show. I just keep seeing like no, it's for 40 people go in and 40 people come out in love. No, no, for the straight. It's a, and they're all, it's actually just one marriage. All 40 of them are just married to each other. <laughs> Yeah, or right. go on the circle. There's been a lot of relationships that have happened from the circle. Really? Yeah, like they're all dating each other from like all the different seasons. The gays? There's been a lot of gays. You could date that yeah, little twinkie one. On that circle. little twinkie twink. Um, yeah, what's his name? He's, he's, doing a, he's doing Daniel. a semester at sea right now. Daniel. Isn't his name Daniel? The little yeah, one that twinkie is. Yes. I didn't watch season three. <gasps> season three was good. 
It was really good. All right. Four. Inspired by the 2018 New York Magazine article by Jessica Pressler, except for the parts that are totally made up, Inventing Anna chronicles the whole complete true story of the legend Anna Sorokin, who claimed to be a German heiress with $60 million in a bank account overseas. Taking on the last name Delvey, Anna became a staple of New York high society social scene and was able to con businesses into loaning her massive amounts of money so she could start her own social club, only to have it unravel before her eyes. The Shonda Rhimes Netflix series stars Julia Garner, Anna Chomsky, Laverne Cox, and assortment of other Shondaland staples. All right, who watched it? Who loved it? Obsessed. I, this is the first I've heard of this. Baby. So you didn't know about it. You So you didn't know about it prior to the Netflix show? I mean, I didn't know about it prior to reading it on the list for this morning. <laughs> wow. Let me tell you, I followed this story yeah, when it was happening live. Yeah. What? I said, here I am on the pop culture podcast. Is this broken 20, 2017, I want to say? Well, yeah. I followed this live while it was happening because it was insane. This like 23-year-old completely broke girl conned 90% of like the social elites in New York City into thinking she was this like German heiress with all this money. And she was just, it was all tied up in litigation and overseas or daddy would Fire cut her transfers. off. Or, I will transfer you the money. And like. Should watch this. Get some inspiration. She sounds like she's good. Idol. She's amazing. And like the whole time, like, of course this is written from her perspective. Oh and like girl. the girl that like fucked her over and turned her into the cops is painted very poorly but she also got like a 20 million dollar book deal and an hbo contract to like snitch on anna so of course netflix isn't going to paint you in a good light when they're working with anna delvey yeah right well let, let's talk about yeah, yeah. rachel delos williams uh, as you said not painted in the greatest of lights for those unaware williams did write a book chronicling her account which was um optioned by hbo ultimately returned the rights after it did not move to series so that's why the bitch is complaining right now because she's of got course nothing. She's, she she's, she's done. My question for you then is, was this shade from the show or is Rachel Williams just a dumb girl who got played and is whining about it to this day? Well, I mean, if you ask Anna, <laughs> Anna has already come out and said that Rachel has made her, is not a good writer. Her entire personality and her entire career is around trying to be around and involved with Anna Delvey and that she had reached out to Anna while she was in prison to write a co-book together, like what we learned being friends and frenemies and all that stuff. And Anna Delvey said, no, like you turned me in and right. pulled me out of rehab. I don't want to write a book with you. And Rachel, anytime you hear from her is when she's not making money or not getting money from other people. Right. She's exactly. running her own scam. Now, Scout, you would love Anna Delvey. You would. Uh, her, she's fabulous. The, the lines that come out of her mouth you would adore because she's very blunt. And she tells it like what? Oh yeah, very <sighs> blunt. Um, but I, I, I do want to make mention, uh, Anna Delvey really knew Billy McFarlane and Martin Shkreli. Um, mm-hmm. Should those have been the red flags for all of us? Well, Martin Shkreli <laughs> even came out and was like, yeah, I knew Anna. She was fascinating. She was so cool and da-da-da. Like, and they even, they did in fact hear the Lil Wayne album before everyone else did. That also is proven true. Because he bought it for a couple million dollars. What is it about true crime stories that translates so well to series? 
Not all of them do. The stories What's a bad one? What's a bad one that you've seen recently? Making a Murderer. <laughs> I didn't like that one. I couldn't watch it. Well, I'm talking about fictionalized, not, not Oh, the, fictionalized. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I think the, the story's ones already I've... written. People huh? already followed the story once. Of course, they'll follow it again. Yeah. Sure, but it's just seeing how it, because like I'm currently watching um, Dirty John, not the best uh, filmmaking, but fucking fascinating story. Again, another fucking con man. Um, I think it depends on the story because like there's tons of stories out there that just don't lend themselves out to a thrill. Like this tale with Anna is thrilling and it's like left and right. She's conning everyone and like owing millions of dollars and getting it paid by conning other people. Like it's so fascinating versus some of the other cons just don't have that like they're doing smaller time cons. They're not conning the rich. Now we have two big... um true crime stories uh, that have been turned into series that have, uh, I believe debuted this week. I haven't watched them yet. Uh, we have Joan Carroll, obviously starring the fabulous Kate McKinnon and um, John Cameron Mitchell. And then we have um, the show on uh, Hulu about Elizabeth Holmes starring um, Amanda Seyfried, who really, really captures that voice. She's, if you know Amanda Seyfried, she's dropped her octave like five uh, levels to be able to capture Elizabeth Holmes. Um, will you be watching either of those? Maybe if they're, if they get good critiques. I'm just so excited for Kate McKinnon as Carol Baskin. Like that's brilliant casting. I still haven't even watched Tiger King. So. <gasps> but At you can this listen point, to the podcast. it's kind of dead. Listen to the podcast. Cause that's what this is. This one's not based on Tiger King. It's oh, based on the podcast. podcast. Right now. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine if we turn Block Talk into an entire? Are you sending these your other podcasts, Michael? He's literally over here, like fucking promoting his other podcasts. It's not mine. So you're Um, promoting someone else's podcast. You're trying to like lower your own listening ship, listenership. Yeah, that's what it is. And listen to it after you listen to mine. Um, But yeah, Scout, you should watch this one. You, I think you would actually enjoy it. Um, And the acting is very, very good. Anna Chomsky is brilliant. Julia oh, Garner is oh, 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 oh. incredible. Uh, she is so talented. What's it on? It's Netflix. on Netflix. Oh. Um, I, actually, Dirty John, um, Julia Garner is in that too. She's brilliant. We talked about her last week, didn't we, Michael? We, did. we sure did. And she's she also agreed. in the running. Uh, she's also in the running to play Madonna. So look at her. We agreed on something we wanted her to be. Yeah, that? we um, we wanted to cast her um, in something. I can't remember right now. It's been a long week. It's so All right. Ass. Are we ready for topic number five? Sure. No. <laughs> no, I'm not, because I think I'm going to get angry here. I think I'm Magneto, a.k.a. Gandalf, a.k.a. Sir Ian McKellen, has dropped a bomb. After sharing his feelings about why it's fine that Dame Helen Mirren was cast to play Israel's Prime Minister, Golda Meir, saying, why can't a Gentile play a Jew? McKellen took things back another step, posing the question, why can't straight men play gay parts? The antiquated ideal comes at a time when you know gay men just don't get cast as straight parts. McKellen states that at the end of the day, they're pretending, they're acting, but I say it's all about visibility. Is Ian McKellen old and wrong, or is Ian McKellen onto something? I'm personally the type to be like, it doesn't really matter who's playing who if the company's making the movies, you're still donating to like 
politicians that are legislating against our entire existence. So like, you know what? If I, I guess it doesn't matter if a straight person plays a gay person if Disney's gonna fund anti-gay bills everywhere. So like, what's the matter at the end of the day? <laughs> but also Ian is old um, and probably a little out of touch. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah. I think it's one thing if gay people are getting cast, it's another when we're not. Right. But Hollywood loves to tell a gay story. They love to tell a trans story. They love to tell a trauma porn story where it ends with a gay person or trans person dead, mutilated, raped, or barely surviving being raped, mutilated, et cetera and then cast straight actors in Winchachkis. They don't actually want to cast queer people, but they want to steal our stories, steal our trauma to win awards. That's where I have an issue. Like it'd be one thing if we were casting gay people, trans people left and right for any kind of role, but like name five trans actors that have gotten more than one role. Laverne Cox is the only one that comes to mind. Maybe, maybe MJ Rodriguez. And that's it. The rest of those girls from Pose pretty much have just stuck to Pose and have not gotten anywhere else. And, I, and what's her face? Um, Alexandra, what is her last name? Angelica um, Ross? No, she, she's currently... Alexandra Wicked. Billings. Yeah, she, she, yeah. she's been... Yeah. She's gotten multiple roles. Yeah, no, so I, under, I, I, your point is absolutely actually, actually correct. Um, but again, we, we go back to this idea, well, um, are gay men being cast as straight men? We're not, but also some gaming can't play straight men. Like, have we have we watched uh, Neil Patrick Harris try to play straight? It doesn't work. He did. I disagree. He did a very good job at How I Met Your Mother. It was comedy, but I'm saying like more of a a dramatic straight. So now we're qualifying it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he did a good job in Gone Girl. Did he? Yeah, you haven't seen Gone Girl. I don't know. I haven't. The only time I've ever seen Gone Girl was at like nine o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday in 2020. That one day my roommate and I woke up and we're like, sure. Yeah, I he does a very good job. Gay men can play straight roles. We don't get cast. And the minute you come out as gay, because society can't view you as anything other than gay. So therefore you instantly don't get cast, which is why there's tons of people in Hollywood. Um, who was it? Kate Blanchett gave an interview a year or two ago where she said she knows tons of gay men in Hollywood that will not come out that are big names because they would lose their careers because they would no longer be seen as the leading man because they're just gay. I mean, again, I, I worked with Zach Quinto when he was unfortunately outed um, through the New York Times. So I, I, I know the struggles and the heartbreak and, and everything attached to it. Is he doing fine now? Absolutely. He's happy. He's playing roles. He's still getting cast. Yeah, they're majority gay roles now. But what major film is he getting? I honestly don't know his uh, exactly playing. He's playing gay roles that are more niche, like Boys in the Band. Great fucking movie. Super fucking niche. He wasn't walking away with like Mission Impossible money doing that. That's this is this. And this is my issue. Like Matt Bomer was Hollywood's fucking darling. He was in white collar. He was going places and then he came out as gay and now he fucking does only gay roles on smaller productions like this is an issue i have and this is why whenever and it's always straight people because they want to play gay roles because they know they get nominated 
They want to play trans roles because they know they get there's nominated. A, there's only one straight person who plays gay roles who doesn't get nominated. James Corden. He's never played a gay role. The prom? That, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. That's but like, I did have a problem with that. And I did have a major problem with that for yeah. more than just... I, mean, I just had a problem with that movie in general. That's I really like the I really liked the musical when I saw it on Broadway. I think they should have just took the cast and like just done that. But yeah, that's, that's fair. Gotta stop doing musicals with movie stars that can barely sing. Fair. But I, I mean, so like here, here, here's a here's a question. Let's say that we go and decide we love we love the biopic. We're gonna we're gonna take someone like Rock Hudson. Who is it gonna be a gay man or a straight man playing that role? knowing what the history of that man's life was. It should be a gay man. That's the story I want to hear. Why has that story been told? And I think that there's a nuance and there's a experience level that comes with acting in, uh, with gay people acting in gay roles that you're not going to necessarily get from a straight person, especially a trauma story. And then the only time that you really do see straight men kind of get it is when they're doing a minstrel show. I mean, to that point, the argument is, isn't it all acting? Shouldn't a good actor be able to do it? Which is what Ian McKellen said. More bad actors. I want more bad actors playing gay men. It'll make a lot more sense. Give me some names of bad actors. James Corden. See. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, this is a very interesting topic because it's, it doesn't die off. It, we continue to talk about it. It can, continues to get brought up, but at, the same, it, but at the same token, what Ian McKellen's saying here is, is it right for Helen Mirren to be chastised for playing um, a prominent Jewish role being not Jewish? There are going to be people who are going to have a problem with it. Um, there are going to be people having a problem with Kristen Stewart playing one of the most famous women in Britain, uh, being an American. Should have been a bag of chips. <laughs> no, I've seen Listen, her Listen, as I said on the podcast for that one, it's isn't it ironic that Bag of Chips walks into the show dressed as Princess Diana and her lyrics in the song are paps, 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 paps. She planned it. I was going to say, it. it's not ironic. She's isn't been going she, in as the whole I'm Diana. Own, like, Lady D delusion? Like, yeah. It's, it's blasphemy. Is it? It is totally blasphemy. I mean, at least she didn't make a tunnel joke, like. But again, this is the point. Oh, oh my God. So clearly, um, you're, clearly you're not a Diana. I love Diana. I'm just saying, like, she kind of made it bad, but she didn't. But it, again, it goes to the point of who is allowed to play certain roles. Um, and and it's, it's we're never going to be over this conversation because... At someone is going to have a problem. Oh, we have with to eventually. Yes, we're, we are going to stop the being. We're going to stop the Scarlett Johansson's <laughs> playing um, ethnicity. Oh. She, she should not be playing. I think it we should give her one of each. Actually, I think we should let her try out every single one and see which one she does best. <laughs> but like, look at Broadway. Broadway rarely has this critique come up. Granted, yeah, there was a lot of talk around Jagged Little Pill specifically mm-hmm. but like other than that i can't think of this being a, a as talked about a thing as it is in hollywood with tv and movies and it's sure. primarily because gay men are getting cast everywhere straight men are getting cast everywhere on broadway it doesn't stop you from getting cast in any kind of role on broadway 
if you come out. And I think that's like why Broadway doesn't seem to have this as a big conversation. Granted, now as more trans roles are happening and and uh, people of color are trying to get, that's a conversation of like, hey, maybe we should be incorporating that, those identities more into stuff. But it's not so much a topic of like gay men can only play gay men roles because it's, they're getting roles everywhere. Right. I mean, again, I, I mentioned the Neil Patrick Harris. There are definitely examples of very, very, very gay men who, I mean, I'm a straight should man not be playing straight man. Like, like, yeah, right. Like Leslie Jordan, we're done. Not, not going to happen anymore. We, we, we tried it. It's funny. It was cute. Not believable. But when did he try it? Play a straight man. Well, I mean, that was the whole joke of um, Will and Grace. Yes, I, I mean, he wasn't straight though in that, and he didn't go in trying to play a straight man. He went in trying to calm that. Bitch. He was Anna Delvey before Anna Delvey. Yeah, that that is that's the team um I, I think one of the american horror stories they made him play straight and i was like what is this what are we doing here um but that's <laughs> Ryan remember, Murphy being terrible all i remember is in all, a roanoke when he was in the cab as the little psychic medium and there was the man driving him and he goes have you ever heard the term gay for pay that's <laughs> one of my favorite lines from american horror story ever because he's just in the back seat like trying to sleep with this man yeah well i hope there will be progress um it is a very interesting conversation i think ian mckellen um should have some chats with some younger gay men and see how this conversation goes um but i i think going back to the point of hollywood and tv having an issue and not as much having that issue on broadway until a certain generation disappears things will not change boomers Um, I just it's, it's facts facts are facts I just I'm trying to think of like any big like blockbuster name that is a gay man lesbian woman trans person that like is a bo- is a big name RuPaul I, Charles what has he been cast in? Yes. but I'm a cheerleader she he has her own so straight in that I'm talking about I, that she built herself just like Tyler Perry had to build his own empire Someone the other day said that RuPaul was Tyler Perry for gay people. It is. And I can't <laughs> stop laughing about it. It's, that's, ooh, that's correct. That is a correct statement. That's a very correct fuck. Whoa. <laughs> oh, <come laughs> Actually, it was, um, it was Candy's daughter, Tsunami. Tsunami Muse. All right, anything else to say on this topic? Um, no. I, oh yes, but I, cast me in more straight roles. Yeah, listen, you I played could, a straight man for like twenty years of my life. Yeah, I you could pass. Good. You can pass. You'd be great at it. I've done straight roles too and passed very nicely, Michael. And you're about to play a cat, so I am about to play a cat in Which this one? musical. Oh, cat in the hat. hat. <laughs> Though I'm playing that very gay specifically. How did Rosie? Well, <laughs> shut up. All right. Well, what are you looking forward to next week? Uh, um, nothing. What's happening next week? Is there anything happening? I'm going to a concert. What are you seeing? Who are you seeing? Uh, it's a band called Drama, like a oh. Chicago duo. Cool. Yeah, fun. My third. It's my second of like 
12 concerts I'm seeing this spring. Well, I am most excited to see Blue Hydrangea put a crown on her head. <sighs> Is it um, they just interviewed RuPaul and were like, oh, do you like Blue Hydrangea? Why do you love her? And she goes, not anymore. Excuse me, where? Where's that interview? It, I, I saw it. I don't know where. I was one of those things I was flipping through and I'm like, oh, Blue Hydrangea about to get fucked over I feel like more I think Juju's going to win. It's a lip sync for the fucking crown. Oh my God, wait, this is hilarious. We were at trade to like watch the episode on Tuesday. And when they were like next week on Drag Race UK versus the world. And they were like RuPaul, they cut to RuPaul. And she's like, we're having a lip sync smackdown for the crown. And I heard someone in the crowd just go, oh, so Bag is not winning. Okay, good. (laughs) Listen, I bet you, Scout Sonner, that you have already done the sausage roll at the club. Not, um, not intentionally, but yeah, no, I definitely have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, and we have Snatch Game on regular Drag Race. Finally. Let's not get, let's not get too excited for it. Oh, nope. I know. Um, finally, here we are. Months later. <laughs> where can we find you both on social media, Venmo, and any projects you got to plug? The truck stopped down on Route 40. No kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, total joke, people. On Friday afternoons, I spend time in the uh, Meridian Hill Park bathrooms cruising. So, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm you can find me on now. Instagram. Sonner. <laughs> you can find me on Venmo as well. And to this day, I still have no upcoming projects. So just, I really you ask Desiree that. Dick for a gig. I should ask her. I should ask a lot of people. You were there last night. I wa- I, we've already discussed my state of mind last night. Desiree was also too drunk. <laughs> Mikey? I mean, by this point, I think everyone has to know my Instagram. They're either going to follow me or not. Um, but there may be a new listener today. You never know. Well, if there's a new listener, welcome. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Um, my name is Michael Nichols. I am the star of the show. <laughs> wow. wow. Unless I decide to wake up. Unless I decide to wake up. <laughs> and then my Instagram account handle is at Mikey Nichols Pate. Um, and you can find me on, um, I do another podcast uh, once a month called the Cross Border Interview Podcast. And uh it is something I, I talk about entertainment, so it's still the same realm. I also am going to be on a couple of times this month. We're doing a probably hour and a half long breakdown of Euphoria. And I just ascended to the role of executive director of a local theater company. And we're going to get on to talk about some of the cool stuff we're doing. So go there, go here. I'm everywhere, baby. Anything. Well, until next week, thanks for being here. Bye. A huge thanks to Mikey and Scout for chatting. Subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. Make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me your favorite episodes so far. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at themenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.